You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. Sounds so dramatic, doesn't it, Mike? It's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, but but you're nailing the intro, like always. I am. I'm trying. My name is Colin Austin. Of course, my co-host is the one, the only Michael Dees. Mike, how you doing, man? What's up? Hey, I'm I'm doing I'm doing as well as uh, I think anybody is right now. Uh, you got all your Jameson in the background there. Oh yeah, see, it's a scooter a scooter CEO that's in front of his home bar. I'm, I'm not drinking on the job though. <laughs> And this is like one of the only times where it might actually slide, you know, like you can actually right. kind of get away with it. I feel like. Are, are you saying, are you saying I have permission for an Irish coffee in the morning? I mean, when I was doing these, like I was, you know, I was trying to do like this little Instagram live thing with the, with the podcast for a little bit. And, and, then, and now I'm like converting it to, to this zoom method. Right. But uh, when I was doing the Instagram lives, I was drinking a Corona, man. Just yeah. Like, I'm like, we're, what a time! I mean, this is, what what a, what a time to be alive, we're, everybody. We're we're making up our own rules as we go now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so you guys, before we get into this episode, I want to remind everybody that on Friday, April 10th, Mike and I kind of pulled this out of our out of our butt the other day. Uh, but on Friday, April 10th at 5 p.m., we're going to do a little podcast networking. Um, grab a beer from your fridge, get to a quiet place and join us on zoom. Um, we're going to have a zoom link available. Just check out the podcast page, um, you know, Facebook page or whatever. We'll, we'll put it in several places, but just, or, or just message us if you need to get the link, but we'll send you the link and you can join us for a beer. Carrie, you going to join us for that beer on Friday, April 10th? Absolutely. I'm there right. already with my Corona. Carrie's going to be there. What? I say extra point, extra points for anybody that gets uh, some some carry out uh, beers from our local breweries or uh, to go cocktails from from any of our local establishments. That's that's what I'm going to be doing. That's right. Support that's- support our local businesses. There you go. I got some Vega in the fridge right now, actually. There you go. Uh, so and and you guys. So this episode, just to bring a little bit of background to what we're doing and remind everybody. Um, we are doing just the just a we're getting with business owners and business leaders and business professionals, uh, you know, here in Gainesville to kind of talk through this coronavirus stuff and the impact that it's had on them. And um, and super, I'm just super interested to get everybody's perspective and to hear how people are like navigating this because we're navigating it too. We're really trying to figure this baby out and and figure out what the future looks like. So. So that's what these are going to be shorter little 30 minute sessions. And, uh, and you guys, I want to say that this particular episode is, is brought to you by our sponsors at Advantage Personnel Resources, APR, baby. APR, thank you so much for continuously supporting our podcast. Absolutely love you guys. Um, you guys, APR does payroll, HR, workers comp, employee benefits. They are a PEO, a professional employer uh, organization. <laughs> and, um, and you can check them out at apradvantage.com. So we're just super grateful for their support and, uh, and definitely, definitely look them up and, and give them a shout out. Right, Mike? That's right. They're awesome. Love them. So, um, so you guys, I'm going to let our guest actually introduce herself. She's somebody I've known for a very long time. A good friend of mine, Carrie, good to see you. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, your position and who you work for? And we'll start with there. Okay. 
Well, thanks again for having me, of course, on the podcast. And I know, as you guys say, this is just going to envelope what we're living in right now. And so just it's, it's great to be a part of it. My name is Carrie and Carrie Sadis, and currently I'm working at Precision Glass Inc. It is a commercial glass and glazing company. We are a subcontractor for many of the contractors here in Gainesville, Florida, as well as North Central Florida. We span our jobs currently anywhere from Georgia down to Key West right now. So we do have a job in Key West. And as everybody knows from reading the information that's come from our governor, we are considered an essential business. And as an essential business with construction, as long as construction keeps on going, we will continue to stay open. Um, how has coronavirus affected us? Well, initially it affected us by thinking, are we going to be closing our doors, just like everybody else? It was very concerning, for the matter of, in terms of construction, many work sites are still open. So with that being said, we're a subcontractor and we fit right in the middle with the glass and glazing. There's the foundation that goes up and the rooftop and then anywhere in between, we are placed in that inner, I guess, space and time on when we're going to be putting in glass because our product comes from other people. So the material is coming from Georgia uh, and all over the United States and even internationally. So how were we going to be affected and how long were our hours gonna be? How many employees were we gonna need? So let me just break down a little bit of that. So Precision Glass has been in business for 30 years with the same owner, Brent C. Sally, and uh, always in commercial glass always working with the forefront of the individuals here, Joiner Construction, J.E. Decker, Foresight, many of our, our, our firms here. And with that being said, we would have anywhere between 80 to 100 jobs at one time ongoing. So the first thing that we noticed with our workplace staying open is that many of the contracts that we had with the healthcare systems were being closed down if they hadn't started yet. So therefore, the work, the prior work had started, contracts are signed, material even ordered, and now we're on hold. Any other facility that was healthcare that could finish had to be finished, and so they're, they're routing those all and finishing them up. That changed up things a little bit um, for us. I think the, the realization, again, construction workers are used to working in the elements, but they're not used to working against a healthcare um, virus. They're not used to saying, oh, we, you know, when we touch that door, we have to go wash our hands. So one of the things that I find the hardest being in a non-healthcare arena and still working is the reminder that your phone is dirty. Your hands are dirty. They were dirty before, but they're a dirty different now. They're really dirty. So though they are running sealants and caulking and their hands are just full of, of grime, they don't think, oh, I can't touch my face to wipe the, their forehead with sweat. So I feel that though construction is still ongoing, it's kind of a scary thing. But I will tell you that these guys don't seem to be scared. Not at all. I'm more scared that every time they use a handle, I'm washing my hand. So what you're saying is that this has had very little impact on you guys whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's funny because I asked my COO if he wanted to join me for this, and he goes, I don't know. He goes, I don't want to get bashed for being an essential workplace that's still open because 
there's a lot of, um, uh, of Facebook rhetorical information saying, stay home, stay home, stay home. But at the same time, I have found with the emails that I'm seeing from the contractors and the people that are out there, we can get on the UF campus now very easily. We're not getting tickets for being parked there because we can get the work done. The work done is in a shorter time frame now. So they have these timelines for any job that will go out maybe 120 days. What they're saying is that now that everybody can kind of come in all at the same time and we're not working with traffic and we're not working with parking spots, you're getting your jobs done in a, in a faster manner. However, instead of having the contractors or general managers looking over top of you, whether or not you're actually doing the work and is it all right, they're just like, don't touch your face, don't touch your hands, has anybody, you know, touched one another, is anybody sick, are you feeling okay? So there's a lot more checkpoints than there ever used to be. And so that could be annoying for people as well, because they're used to going in and coming out. So with that being said, I do work with you know, again, it is a field of glazers that are all men. You know, I find them, you know, again, in the weirdest of ways, they go to the bathroom, they come out, maybe they're not washing their hands. They're not, they're not, they're used to using facilities that are outside. And at best, if there's actually any type of uh, antiseptic gel in there, they're absolutely lucky. I'm hoping that any of those facilities now have it. So depending on the workplace environment, I think those things are coming in. So how has that changed? You know, contractors have to, instead of keeping up with a light source or a fan or air conditioning coming in, now they're having to go HEPA filters, um, no water on the workplace, no phones, making sure that you have a sticker on your helmet to say that you're okay to work there for today at least, because it's every day that they're going out. So, have there been yeah. any uh, have there been any employees that were vocal about uh, being being afraid to be out there for virus concerns, like they didn't want to risk anything or has everybody just kind of been like business as usual so in the construction industry to answer your question it would be no nobody's been vocal seemingly they're never afraid to be out there for anything lightning storms is probably their worst thing um but when it comes to this nobody has said outright i don't want to be out in the workforce because typically if you're not on the job you're not getting paid so in construction work uh Many companies, especially subcontractors, have a limited amount of days that they are given, and typically it's vacation. I will tell you right off, with our company, we have you know anywhere between five days to two weeks off paid, but that includes your sick time, that includes uh, you know, emotional well-being, uh, any children being born, anything. So that includes everything. So you're pretty limited on that. So most people will come in and say, I'm ready to go to work. They come to work with broken legs, broken arms. As long as they have a doctor's note that says that they can be here, we let them, let them be on the, the job site. Now, what has been scary is that each person comes from a place that they might have had coronavirus. So we did have an employee who worked, their, their spouse worked for the University of Florida. There was a scare over there. They, were got, they had gotten tested, therefore their, their spouse wasn't able to come to work. So until their spouse, is excluded from the emergency of COVID, then that particular person can't come back to our workplace either. So we did have our own quarantines. Uh, was he scared? What he said to me, so the spouse that worked for the person who worked for UF, his wife, he said, I just don't know whether or not if she's positive, which by the way, she was not, it was a false positive. So that was very scary too, because they acclimated as if he what they were, got a lot of groceries, spent a lot of money to be in quarantine, and then ended up, it was not positive at all. 
So that was scary. The other thing was, as he said, I sat in a truck next to my, my partners. I was in a truck with four other people. They're not, you know, our trucks don't have six feet between each other. So with the amount of people or jobs that have been shut down, we have been able to use more trucks and spread people out a little bit more. Or if we need to, we can have them take their own vehicle and nobody's getting in trouble on these work sites. So I hope that answers the question. Nobody is afraid to go out there. In fact, we had a questionnaire that came here that said, you know, do you have any of these symptoms? And we try to do them weekly. And many, many of the information or answers that come back to us are, well, am I going to get paid if I am sick anyway? So yeah. that's, that's a health <laughs> risk in itself because again, our, our, the people that work in construction, they go to work no matter what. That's just how they are. So it's a different industry than I've ever been used to before. Um, right. if, if this place shut down, they would all be, you know, they would feel like they were going to get evicted. They wouldn't have enough groceries, you know, it, it, things of that nature would just go on. So they're more fearful of not getting a dollar than they are with the virus. Right. It's definitely one of those things that's become interesting in this whole pandemic is, is that you're basically relying on the employees to police themselves. And when you have that situation where they're so reliant upon that paycheck and, and construction guys, I mean, they're that kind of prototypical example of, you know, rub some dirt in it, you know, it's, you know, they, they just, they show up to work. Um, there's, there is a different kind of social responsibility, though, to stay home if you have any symptoms whatsoever. And, and I'm just kind of fascinated by how that, how that plays out in, in, that, in your particular business when you have such headstrong employees. That is a perfect way to say it. They are very headstrong. I mean, when I got into work today, they were, I was in my vehicle and my girlfriend's on my FaceTime because I'm talking to her. She's in the medical business and she's out of work right now. So we're talking about how life is right now. I'm going to work and she's in medicine and she's not going to work. So that's interesting to say. This is we're, we're flipped right now. And so somebody comes up to my car and she goes, they're not they're not using the space. Why are they breathing on you? And I said, this is just them. And you know, you can kind of lean in and whatnot, but he's like, Hey, I have a tooth issue. Do you think anybody's going to be open for me to go get my tooth? And I said, well, we're going to have to call around to see what's going on. Because again, this guy just broke off his tooth over the weekend and he's here at work and he's still working. So we've had, again, unless they're bleeding and or decapitated or something has fallen off, and they're kicked off the workplace, I will tell you from the three years that I've worked here, they don't go home. They do not go home. <laughs> it's, it's crazy that they, they either love the job so much or they love the paycheck. And some of them, I think it's both. And some of them, um, it, it is a scary world because in the construction industry, you, you work, you get paid, you don't work, you don't get paid. And so yeah. that is the hardest part of, of, and we don't have a lot of insurance People, a lot of people in the construction industry do not take the insurance that's offered to them either. So that's very interesting too. So if they get sick, how are we going to help them? Is it, you know, we haven't even talked about how does work comp come into play if you're an essential employee and you're working at the workplace? Will work comp cover you if you, have, if you get COVID? Because how can we trace it back to where you got it? So that was just something that I thought of, of just now talking to you guys actually. So. Yeah, I mean, it, 
It's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, when we, we showed up or our team members showed up to the dealership this morning, our service, our service team members, um, there was a letter on the door and the letter on the door was from the city and kind of laid out the non-essential versus the essential businesses and said that, said that, Hey, you guys are an essential business. You can remain open. Um, and you know, the, what's, what's difficult about it, like we've, we've spread ourselves out. Right. So like I'm at home, Mike's at home, our sales, sales office admin team are working remotely. And then we have our, our service crew who has been in there, but you know, with, with all of this, we've, we've been overly, I mean, overly, I don't think it's necessarily overly cautious, but we've been cautious to the point to say, Hey, like if you guys, if anybody feels sick, like we don't want to, we don't want to be spreading anything around, like stay, stay at home, right. Stay at home. But, but then it's almost like, I don't know if there's now this natural paranoia, this, like this mindset, you know, you get like the tiniest little tickle in your throat. Like, are you calling in sick now? And, um, you know, it's, it's difficult because I, I definitely like, I want to keep our people healthy. Um, but I'm also, you know, Mike and I have talked about this a couple of times. Like I, you know, right, right now, right now we are considered an essential business and we haven't been closed down. So I'm like, man, we need to, we need to work and we need to work right now. We need to get as much income as we can right now because that might change in a week. That could, I mean, a, a week from now we could be told, do not leave your house. And, uh, and, and that, that moment really starts to like, stress me out and starts to like worry me because because right now i've got i got plenty of scooters inside the service department that we could be servicing and getting getting on but then i got team members who you know they're i mean a lot of them have called out sick or they're they're staying they're staying at home um because of this thing and it's like man like i wish i just wish we could get this work done and no knowing that inevitably we're probably going to be closed down at some point um, so, so I, I don't know. It's just, and it's super interesting to kind of hear like what's happening in your world compared to our world. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of business owners across Gainesville are going to, you know, have their, their own story and their own version of this. So I'm excited to continuously hear, you know, how, how team members are responding and, and really how employers are responding because, you know, one of the things that we did do was, we fronted an additional 40 hours of PTO to our team because I said a lot of them were nervous about, you know, calling out sick saying like, I, I don't feel, I, I don't feel well, but I need to work, you know? And so, I, so we made the call that, okay, if you don't feel well, like, please do not come into work. If it's about the PTO, then like we'll front an additional 40 hours. Well, I feel like most of our team members probably are getting through that pretty rapidly at this point. Um, of upfronted PTO and that that's going to run that's going to run out and and so is the government going to mandate us to and it sounds I haven't read all this stuff but it sounds like the Department of Labor has said that as of April 1st that there is going to like employers are going to be required to, to pay um, and so and so that starts that starts a whole nother thought process of okay it's now it's now it's now March 30th do I have, are you saying I got two days to make some serious calls or some serious decisions, decisions I've never wanted to make or like, you know, like what? So, I mean, there's just so much happening and piling on all at one time. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I just, I just keep researching and trying to understand as much of what's happening as possible and trying to make the decision to do, to do two very important things, right? One, take care of my people. 
Like that's the biggest. I want to make sure that my team is taken care of. And with that said, two, make sure that I'm coming back to a business after all this is over. Correct. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm just like, please, please don't make me choose between the two. Is is where I is where I'm like starting to get emotion, emotion and feelings and thoughts and like I like I'm I'm so deathly afraid that I'm gonna have to choose between my people or my business, and I really don't want to be there. Well, I think that with that being said, you have a service department and we have a service department. So initially, Mr. Sally, who owns the company, said we're gonna take off the next couple Fridays. This will allow us to conserve money, and that meant everybody. Everybody in service, as well as our salary, as well as our hourly paid people. And again, the benefits are across the scale when it comes to each one of those people. So regardless, it, as an HR portion or as a rightful piece, if somebody drops down under 32 hours or the 30 hours, and it's not because of a pandemic, typically you'll cut their insurance benefits, right? Or their benefits as a whole, because that's sort of the labor laws. Whereas in a, in a situation like this, I've heard a lot of talk across the board is, well, like for instance, my girlfriend who is a, who's a PA in medicine and her husband's a CT, in CT scans. And they say, well, his hours are being reduced, so therefore we might lose our insurance. And, and it goes on and on. It's almost the, the, the snowballing effect of worry that came over this person that I've known since I was 23. And by the way, she survived breast cancer. So I looked at her and I said, you've been the closest to God that I know of anybody. We're going to get through this. And if we don't, we're going to be in, we're going to be in a, just as good of a place. So with that being said, Carrie, it would be a, a, a nightmare for the United States to drop everybody's health care because what I see is, oh my goodness, you drop their health care, then they get sick with something other than coronavirus. They have to go to the hospital, then they get coronavirus and oh my gosh, they die. Something like lawsuits, like all these different things. So yes, employees are so important and th their health and standards. And I, I feel that that's potentially why the governments are saying there's going to be some loans out there there for small businesses to take. But now, now your mortgage, does that mortgage, okay, can I skip a payment and put it on the end? How do I do all these things? They're so, such unknowns. And are they something that somebody has thought of before? Sure. Because if you're a huge cash based business and you have unlimited funds, you can keep on going. But either way, as you just noted, you have a lot of college students, if I remember correctly, employed with you where we don't and college students maybe rely on their parents or, or possibly something else, maybe student aid or whatnot. So if they do get a tickle in their throat, they probably won't come in because I, they could be more scared than somebody else. I mean, the, I, the, I feel that if coronavirus doesn't get you or possibly the, um, the mental um, capacities that people may not have to hold themselves through this, I worry about that. I worry about people drinking because they're home and they're bored or they're worried, sick, and the loss of a lot of things. But I really believe since this is a pandemic and we are all involved in it, nobody's going to lose their businesses, their homes, um, or a lot of, you know, their shirts off their back. But what I do believe is that your accounts are going to be running so low that it's going to feel like that. I just, my belief is I don't feel that any government wants to shut anybody down completely unless we absolutely have to. Because how do you choose that? How do you choose right. it? 
I mean, the small business of healthcare are shut. So if hospitals and ERs are running, but the uh, emergency uh, urgent cares are running, but what about the, uh, the colonoscopy centers or the endoscopy centers or all these little UF health pieces like in our own community, they're not running. So how are they? Because even their technicians aren't working then. So they're still paying out funds possibly much like you and they have reserves probably bigger than all of us in private business, but um, they still have to make the same, they have to make similar decisions just on a larger scale. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, I think all of us are constantly reevaluating our priorities, right? And like, what's, what's priority right now? You know, it, it, it's super interesting. And, and I know that even small businesses are, are struggling with this because I've been struggling with it. Like, you know, okay, I need to be, I need to be researching all of these, you know, loans, these grants, what like the, the, the resources, the, the money that I can get, I need to be doing this. I need to be contacting vendors and asking if I can like, um, you know, like you said, miss a payment or like postpone it or take away fees or do like need to be doing that. But then I also struggle. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I gotta, I gotta completely innovate my business right now because I have no income from a sales standpoint coming until August when these college students come back for school. And that's, and that's if this thing is over by then. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, I need, I need, I need to get my ass in the dealership and I need to start listing parts on eBay and start. <laughs> so right. like, that's where my, my mind is there. And, and with, with service personnel, service personnel calling out sick, I'm like, I need to get in there and I need to start servicing scooters. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I mean, my priority list is just like constantly shifting and I can't, I, I can't seem to, figure out which thing to focus on first. And I think that's, I mean, that's the same thing. We're all going, we're all going through that. We're all going to have to adjust and do the best that we can, but it's just an ongoing shift of, of priorities all the time. Well, and this, and, and I feel again, what's great about this is we're all in it. I mean, not, it's not Gainesville, Florida's in it. It's the whole United States and the world is in it. So if we're not fighting for a ventilator or a mask, we're saying, should I call the small business loan center and see what they say? They probably don't know what to say yet. They're just as confused as everybody else because they're going to have to, I'm assuming that all these streamlines are going to come down and make all these protocols and say, you know, here are the people that can get these kinds of these kinds and, and this, and it's, you almost can get sick from overloading yourself with information. That's what I said the other day. I go, I've been leading a normal life and you guys might have thought that you go to work every day. I know it's not exactly the same, but at least you're open. Right. And that's what I say. But then all of a sudden I drove by Walmart, you know, last Friday when they started closing everything down and I go, Oh my gosh, they're lines and they're standing underneath the tent system. And there's a lot of people underneath there and they're not three feet apart. They're not even six feet apart. What are they doing? It was better just having the doors open because I think people actually kept space. That's when I actually had a bit of an anxiety moment and said, this is real because I go to work every day. And though we talk about it, it's not like that, if that makes sense. Um, our owner even will come into the office and it's almost like work. It, we just work. So you get the little pings that says, oh, this person's out or that person's out. But for the most part, we feel like a normal operating uh, mini encapsulated society right now when it comes to construction, though you'll see all the emails that say, this is how we're representing COVID. Now, the other thing is with our office compared to a lot of other construction offices, we are so small that we don't have the infrastructure that we can work from home. So though we work out of a Dropbox and a cloud, we don't have the B pins to actually get into your system. So we can see our emails on our phone or on our, on our, you know, we can log into the one and one 
but we don't have that network system where we can work remotely from like a UF or a nationwide or, or a lot of other places. So we are actually stuck. And so I do have to look at my coworkers and say, where have you been? Or I look at a, a door handle now and go, oh, go wash your hands. And so I, I actually listened to a <laughs> TED talk, which I'll send you guys today. And I put it on my Facebook. That was a global health uh, expert. And what she talked about was what I'm going to leave you with is always wash your hands. When you think, have you washed your hands? Wash your hands again. Your hands will be raw and then wash your phones because your phones are just as dirty. So it's like, wash your hands, wash your phones, don't touch your face. Those are the three most important things that you can do. Then on top of it, get some sleep and stay as healthy as possible. And if you're smoking, stop smoking because you, you know, can save your lungs. Is that all? That's it. I, I didn't realize you know, until they said, don't touch your face. I didn't realize how much I touched my face. Like I touched my face a lot, dude. I'm like, well, we, like we have guys with beards. Okay. I think Mike D's has got some facial hair going on right now. Right. We have guys with long beards and I watched them as they're talking doing this. And I'm like, you know, I'm one of the girls that's half healthcare now into construction. And I used to like use a phone in healthcare and if it touched my face anywhere, I would get a blemish and I would freak out. So then you have the phone out, right? Then they get the little telephone things. Now I'm just like, this is why I wasn't supposed to touch my face because I don't want to die from a virus. You know what I mean? Because I touched my face. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, it seems simple, but it's, I mean, it's not, but right. those well, are the gotta, basic things. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap up in a minute, but why don't you tell everybody like how they can connect with, with y'all's business if they, they are looking, looking for, for some glass. <laughs> I mean, uh, just, uh, you guys have any social media handles or contact information you would like to share with our audience? So Precision Glass does have a website. Now, mind you, we are a commercial company, so typically we're working always through our contractors. Uh, many, uh, we don't do a lot of residential uh, at all. Of course, for our contractors, we do because we always stay in the big glass area. So we do have a Facebook. We do have our website. It, Mr. Stally, our owner, is very one-on-one, -on -one, so he likes you to give us a call on the phone, and you connect directly with our people. We do everything, a lot of things by paper. We still even get paper checks, so he is very, very personalized and, you know, wants you to come in. Of course, coming in is a little bit of a fear factor right now, so just give us a call if you have any questions, and if we can't help you, we always lend you to somebody else, especially for bathroom or glass interiors or the residential and things of that nature, but other than that, it is very limited. Again, just give us a call and we can connect you to one of our estimators or or just let you know how we're doing as a contractor for other small contractors, you know, possibly like us. And what's just that to, phone number? Uh, so it's 352-336-4060. And our email address is info at pgi-gnv.com. So. How, how about the fax number? You got one of those? <laughs> Actually, no, we, we did just get rid of that. We unplugged it. And uh, though it's, it's recently, still, you'll, you'll pick up the phone. It's like, me, you'll hear the facts and it goes. And you're so annoyed because you picked up the phone because uh, you thought, oh gosh, you picked up that phone last. But e either way, the facts is unplugged now. And so we do not use it anymore. It is still annoying. Yeah. Welcome do you guys still have a fax machine? Yeah. PDF, no, no. right? All these companies have a way to sign documents, but yet the ones that we do solve to fax for typically is the VA. The VA, any of the state agencies, they're still using sometimes fax. So you have to do it through the internet way. It's interesting. So thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Hey, hey uh, Mike, did you have any, any last things before we sign off, man? No, not at all. Uh, thank you, Carrie, for, for uh, being here.
Thanks, Mike. And, and I'm glad um, you guys are doing well too. So thanks. Yeah. And uh, just so our audience knows, like I had a little blip earlier when you were speaking, like trying to navigate. I mean, I'm sure a lot of this is based on like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi connections. We'll try to clean it up as best as we can. Um, definitely. We, this has been, we've had to adapt even the podcast, yeah. uh, right. you know, through, through this and kind of creating these little, uh, this little new session, this little new series, if we will. But, but I'm super interested this kind of, again, to see all these various perspectives. Um, I'll tell our audience, like, if you guys have any questions, uh, you know, things that have been on your mind that you would like us to ask, ask some of our guests, then please just uh, send it to us. I mean, Instagram is probably the best way. Just go to WHOAGNV on Instagram and send me a direct message. And I'll be sure to to ask some of those questions um, because we definitely want to make sure that this is bringing a ton of value to to the businesses, to the community. um, And and we're all going to get through this together. So um, stay strong, Gainesville. We love you. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go. Whoa. <laughs> well, we will see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.